السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله أما بعد Brothers and sisters, uh, welcome to another edition of the Khilafah podcast organized by Hezbollah Tahrir in Australia. Tonight we're having a, a very important conversation about uh, the reality of Lebanon, its colonial legacy, in particular in light of Macron's visit to Lebanon in the, in the region immediately after the explosions and subsequent visits uh, to that I have with me tonight Brother Abu Anas, Ismail al-Wahwa, Assalamu alaikum wa Inshallah, this will be an engaging conversation that will explore the history, the colonial history of Lebanon, but importantly to take uh, crucial lessons away for us as Muslims, because Lebanon is one of many um, examples we could raise to demonstrate uh, the same point, which is the Muslim world from east to west, north and south, uh, is occupied land. Uh, the only difference, of course, being the uh, the form of occupation uh, the Kufar have achieved over us in the last century or more, a comprehensive victory that has taken many forms. We have examples of direct occupation. We have examples of indirect occupation. We can bring examples of political subjugation, economic slavery, um, and colonialism in all its forms. Uh, today, we're going to focus on Lebanon, uh, a place from which um, we all come. Um, when my grandmother was born, Allah um, there was no such thing as the Lebanese state. Um, if you asked her at that time where you came from, um, there is no possibility that she could have responded to say Lebanon. Uh, it was only ever known as Asham. Um, and Abu Anas is still from Asham, but a different part of Asham, uh, from, from the holy lands of Palestine. Uh, let's initiate the conversation and say, let me ask you Abuanas first. Um, just very briefly, we're talking about a particular place in the Muslim world. Um, before France arrived on the scene, France and Britain arrived on the scene, what was the reality on the ground, um, you know, one, two hundred years ago in the late Ottoman period, in that part of the world, what we know as Hashem? What? خير بارك الله فيك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. Good question. Until the let me say the 19th century, 19th century or 18th century, Lebanon or بلاد الشام was no Lebanon as you said before. Anyway, Lebanon was the name of the mountain specifically. Specific area, little bit, small one. That was the mountain of Lebanon, and there was always white because of the snow. That's right. They get the name. That's, that's, that's the mountain ranges the mountain. that we know traditionally, currently as the the border between Lebanon and Syria. That roughly. was that was Lebanon historical. Those mountains and some Christians, some Maronites living there historical. And before that, uh, two hundred years, Bilad uh, Sham as whole was part of the Uthman state, the Uthman Khilafah. And Bilad al-Sham, with a little bit uh, further in Iraq, somewhere inside, was one of the wilayat of the Khilafah Uthmanian. Simple like that. That was the reality. Uh, so when we, we read the stories at the time of the Companions, for instance, 
that they went on expeditions to Bilad Hashem. That was very early. That was very early time in the Khilaf Rashida. This is what we're referring to, the same territory. Exactly. They came, they came, say in Omar time, they conquered Palestine or Quds, and then Bilad Hashem from the Roma, and then Persian, Iraq, and so the Persian. In that time, very early time, in the beginning of Islam, they was able to destroy the Roma and the Persian, and who was occupied that region, it was that region, and it moved to to the Islamic authority, and people become very immediate Muslims. From that time, until today, the same region is the same region, Bilad al part of Ummat al-Islam, Bilad al-Islam, but different reality. It was independent now, it is under the influence of the non-Muslim, let me say, the, 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 the Europe. Uh, I remember when I looked into my family history, um, it turns out um, our ancestors came from um, what is regarded today as a city in Syria. Yes, and only in the last few generations did our ancestors. Until today, to you, we have two Tripoli, West Tripoli in Libya, and East Tripoli is we see Tarabus Sham. That's right. Always the name Tarabus Sham to differentiate do differentiation between Tarabus Sham and Libya. That's they don't right. say the uh, Tarabus Lebanon. Until today, it's Tarabus Sham. Right. Uh, for that's. Uh, that's that that's what the 200 years but let me say in the last 200 years that the change start from that time and uh, we speak about 1840 1860 the, the, the change started you, we remember that uh, the Osmanian state become in the last 200 years weak and the struggle between the Osmanian state the west was very very يعني, hot. very hot and uh, you know when the state become weak the body become weak the immunity is, is little here that time was Britain and France the two superpowers and they start uh, interfering inside the Uthman state and to interfere inside you want to use some elements and uh, Britain has uh, uh, relation special relation with the Druzen mm. and they claim we protect the Druzen as minority inside the Uthman state and the France has claimed I protect the Maronites and the they the, the Maronites and they start building special relation with the Maronites Maronis Maronin uh, Russia with the Orthodox and a small other countries Italy and and and, and, and Austria everyone start to support uh, a certain minority a certain faction. minority faction that was very early time the Uthman state started to resist but it was weak mm. that's why they was not able and I remember 1840 was the first clash and it, by the push of France and Britain because that time was hot between France and Britain and this hot relation between France and Britain was was that time in Europe That's right. it has reflected to their followers in the Middle East for the Christian and the Druzen they have the first clash 1840 and they, they, they massacred each other and France and Britain they used that to interfere to put their own condition on the Uthman state and they were successfully 1843 to put special uh, rule, laws inside, inside Lebanon 1860 again a bigger war between the two parties Christian and Druzen happened again the, the superpower used it to do more influence inside the Uthman state but then it started very early time. What, what were they asking of the Uthmani state in respect of that? To give those minor, uh, they asked the Uthmani state to give those minorities special. Uh, 
special rights, special, rights special situation, special laws, and not to be subject to the Uthmani uh, laws. Mm. To, to, they should be and subject to... And effectively come under the protection of Britain and France. Yes, yes, you can say that. And it was not 100%, but mm. somehow, yes. Uh, that was 1860, and we know, okay, another 40 years, 50 years, was the, the, the First World War. First World War, the Uthmani state had lost the war, and here Britain and France, they put their hand direct on this area. They, they, they won the war, but they, they put their hand on this area, they uh, occupied it, Bilad al-Sham, and here start the bloody, really, history of Bilad al-Sham. This is not the first experience of Britain and France. They have a long colonial history. Yes. Um, what attitude do colonial countries take? So when they entered Africa, for instance, yes. when they exported themselves around the world yes. in the uh, classical colonial days, um, what attitude did they carry with okay. them and what was the look, experience look, of colonialism? Look, there are a few elements where they are sharing, wherever they go. The first point, they don't care about your name your background, your religion, your language. They don't care. As long as they uh, secure their own interests. interests. The only element that you know, they are capitalists. Capitalists mean interest. That's why they share with that one, they really take away all of your resources. They put their, that's, that's the main element. And they can claim you are a Christian, you are, you, I want to help you, but really they don't care about that reality, they don't care. For even the first one, they want your resources. Secondly, they have no, they have no hearts. They let you die from hunger. That's why look to those countries, wherever they, 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 they were under the colony, they are sharing the poverty. Mm-hmm. Poverty, there's no development at all, zero development in all levels. That means <coughs> the, the colonial state, <coughs> France or Britain, or now America, they don't put effort to elevate the level of the life in those countries at all. They do things just to allow them to take more resources. Mathalan, I need electricity to, to, to sell you my product. Mm. I allow you to have some electricity to sell you my product. <coughs> I need roads to sell you my cars. I allow you to build roads and etc. I, I, I allow you to have school to send some kids to my universities later on to be. And then all develop, development which happened in those countries to help them to achieve their aims. Mm-hmm. That was one. Secondly, in some countries like in Lebanon, like in Palestine, they make the relation with the minorities. They know that those states are not true state. Yeah, let me say a few things about Lebanon. Lebanon in the last in the last maybe fifty years after the civil war, before the same, but it was very clear. My, my example is very clear. They live on the oxygen of donations. Every year, France make an international conference, Paris one, Paris two, Paris three, and they give different names, and they ask country please join this conference to make to to to, to collect aid for Lebanon, ten billion. 13 billion, every one, two years, they make a conference. That's how Lebanon survived the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So imagine a country, a country, not a man, not a house, not a family, a country is living on the cost of charity. What kind of country is this country? And then they build the states in a way to stay poor, in need. Secondly, they make relation with, with, with as I say, with, 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 uh, with minorities. Minorities cannot run states. But minorities are always weak, afraid. They need support. 
they need help. We are worried from the, the, the surrounding. That's why we need the special relation with Paris or London or whatever. That's why they brought the minorities in Palestine, the Jewish entity, mm -hmm. and in Lebanon, the same. They are the one who praise them. Yeah, the Jewish was not 2% in Palestine before 1918, First World War. They were 2-3%. And they allow them to come from around the world to establish state for them. It's not the Jewish power who established the state. It's Britain, it's France. So why those people, they know they are a minority, they are a small island in the ocean, they always will need our support. We can use them always to achieve our aims in the Middle East. With the, 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 the Maroons, uh, the, the Maronites Maronite in, in Lebanon, the same. They are a little number. Let us use them. They always need us. They look to the Paris as, as the mother, uh, as our motherland. At the, at the time of Lebanon's establishment, um, the Maronites traditionally, as we said in introduction, were always historically um, living in the mountain ranges. Yes. They weren't part of um, the urban life. They weren't yes. the centers of power. Um, it's not part of the history of that part of the world where they occupied that space. They were never part of the political apparatus. Only after, but, uh, and what, what, you know, what, not strange. And here, maybe to the, uh, I think when, um, maybe we'll come to the point. After 100 years now, uh, uh, Macron came to celebrate the 100 years establishment of Lebanon. French who established it. It was the creation from General Goro mm -hmm. who established the state of Lebanon. Now, after 100 years coming to celebrate it, and especially for the Christian, the was The irony is to celebrate Lebanon's independence. In, in, independence. <laughs> through Imagine. the arrival of a foreign. <laughs> from the same one who created, he came to celebrate mm -hmm. it. He came with his own, uh, uh, with, with his own aircraft, with his own warships, and they make celebration inside Lebanon without permission. They do whatever they want and speak about independence, you know? And uh, subhanAllah was strange. He came after the bomb, after the, 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 explosion, the, the explosion in Lebanon. And, and, and he act as the hero. I am the one who run the country. The, the, the country. And then- Can, can I just stop you there, yes. one? It, did I hear you correctly? You said when Macron visited Lebanon after the, the Beirut explosions, um, under the pretext, because there, the, there were a number of visits uh, for Macron so far. There was immediately two, two, after the, the one explosion. Immediately after 7th of August. And there August, was one to celebrate the 100th year anniversary of, of September, the Lebanese yes. state. And you're saying Macron brought with him uh, the French artillery. Yes. The French warships, yes, the French yes, aeroplanes, yes, and yes. the French fighter jets. And they celebrated that in the sky of Lebanon. And they were the ones who were flying over exactly. Lebanon. They, they, they celebrated the 100 years. And does, does that happen normally? When, when, a, when the Australian Prime Minister visits a foreign country, does he bring his army with him? Oh, why? No way. No way. No country accepted. Had to not the Banana Republic. They don't accept how it. Did this, uh, how is this even possible? That show you that was no, no independence. How much those politicians, political class, who brave to destroy Lebanon, to steal Lebanon, but in front of their master, they are, they are coward. They are, they, are, they are nothing. And then the master come, and he came 7th of, 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 of August. Then he came, look, and he said, look, I'm coming 1st of September. I want you to start the change. I need a new prime minister. And the joke here, the Lebanese political class, usually they use, they use months of debate who will be the next prime minister. Sometimes years, yeah. sometimes years. Now, because of that, within 48 hours, they have a name. He was not on the platform. No one know him. Was giving to them. You have to choose this man. 
within 40 hours, 48 hours, the name was there. They all agree on no debates at all, just because. And this was Macron's Macron decision. Macron's decision. Decisions. So this is this man is going to be your prime minister. Exactly. Okay. He gave them the name. No one know him in a political life, and he gave this man has. Now he said to them, "I'm coming October. In October, I want to achieve one, two, three, four, five. Then I'm coming in December." I will achieve one, two, three, four, five. Imagine this kind of, of, of low quality of a politician. They from A to Z, from the, 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 the one who uh, their loyalty to the West is very clear, and the one who claim we are resistance, Hezbollah and the others. No one say no. Everyone was no. happy to sit down with Macron. Had the Hezbollah uh, leaders, they sit down with him, and Macron was so angry with a with journalist who has exposed his meeting with Hezbollah. And they attack him very openly. How can you say, speak about that? That is a strategic interest this for is, France. So, so let me just get this, let me get this straight. So Macron met with every political class yes. um, that's represented in Lebanon. Yes. Issued specific instructions on how he wants to move forward yes. and how he wants the country to move forward. Yes. Yes. And in the context of all of that, he also criticize the media for doing the job of the media yes yes because the media is this yes. is the same macron that celebrated charlie hebdo exactly. just a few days when ago? they ask him are you condemning charlie hebdo now he say no no sorry it's, it's freedom of speech mm. but he attacked the journalist because he do his job he speak about a meeting between macron and hezbollah does would macron deal with the french people this way the French political class this way, or is it just reserved to it, it, a, cl a class of people that are regarded as less than human? It, it is th those people who accept to be slaves for Macron. He deal with them like as slaves. But it was a question to him. What do you think about Charlie Hebdo? He said, sorry, I cannot say any, I cannot do any comment. It's freedom of speech. But he attacked this journalist. Opposite. He went to Iraq, spoke about the government has in Iraq to put its hand on all weapon in the country. It's not allowed to have weapon within the groups. Okay? Weapon outside the country authority is not allowed. But in Lebanon, when he met with Hezbollah, he shut his mouth when he spoke. He don't mention the word of, of, of weapon with Hezbollah outside the state. And this is Hezbollah's weaponry that is bigger and, and stronger than the Lebanese army. Everyone know that. But he shut his mouth. Again, it showed this hypocrisy. I don't, I don't want to speak hypocrisy. Those countries are, uh, let me say, reflecting their own interests and they don't care. Yeah, they say whatever they want, they do whatever they want, they deal with slaves. Um, someone might think, uh, given the, 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 the real, historical realities of um, Bilal al-Sham at the time of Lebanon's establishment, uh, with the fall of the Othmanis and the political vacuum that existed at the time, um, surely Britain and France stepping in, given they were the superpowers of the time, surely that must have been a good thing. Um, if, if Muslims can't take care of themselves, um, then a greater civilization would step in and fill that role. Um, how could you argue against that? Look, there's difference between speak about reality, that's what has happened. Mm. We all see it, we all uh, witness that that's what happened but struggle between civilization between states superpowers happened always someone lose someone win and that's the natural of the let me say the 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 result someone lose someone win it doesn't mean that's good or and we, we agree with it, it it's struggle. so it's not necessarily a reflection of one superiority uh, at all. and another's inferiority no, so no at all not it is struggle you win you lose because some of us are affected by this saying 
if this is the reality in the Muslim world, then it's something that we deserved. Look, uh, you know, again, we start to feel very small again, in the face again, of these look, superpowers. Look, if I can say they, deser- they, they deserved, if I do that on self, self, I attack myself. Mm. You deserve that because you lose your power. That means I push you to come back again. Okay, maybe I say that in this contents. Look, you deserve to be, okay, you know, this, this, this humiliation because you have lost your power. You don't walk well. You don't do your job well. You, as a Muslim, you don't do your duty. And here I push you to do your duty well. Come back again, implement your deen, come back. Or, if, or uh, uh, you will keep paying the price for it. Different from the one who say, ah, you deserve it. Stay there. Accept it. You have to be happy that you have a master. No, no, we will never say that. That's two different messages. If we look at the French model, France is famous for um, its liberation wars, the Renaissance effort, um, overthrowing the church and its authority. Um, They are leaders in this regard. Surely what they brought to Lebanon was for the benefit of the Lebanese people. What what exactly did they bring? And has it been a success story? What did they bring to Lebanon? They started festival to take away Lebanon from, from its surrounding. They cut the piece of the cake. There are families who cut. If you go to the name of the families in Lebanon, most of them, if not all, they are part of Turkey, historical, or Syria, or Jordan, or Palestine. They are part of it. They come and cut it. That's what they have brought. That's one. Second, they establish a state. They call it state. It was, is, will never be a state. You don't have any elements which deserve to give you the, 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 the level of state. It's just false name. Someone uh, call you a hero and you are not a hero. Look at what, it's, it's not a state. Thirdly, state lived on, as I say, on, on donations. Don't have any element of states, not agriculture, not economy, not, nothing. Okay, tourist, what's, what's, what's tourism? What did that bring us? You know, it's nothing. Fourthly, they built a, a, a sectarian states. Mm. What sectarian? Lebanon is one of the strange, not strange, something, subhanAllah. Yeah, yes, let me say strange. In Lebanon, there is no society, one society. There is five, six, seven, ten societies. That means every minority has its own society. Land, language, uh, interest, worries, thoughts, uh, and, 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 and maybe concepts. And political representation. And yes. And yes, and source inside everyone, in, and inside power. everyone, okay, I will say, we have Christian, Muslims, Drosen. Let me say that three at least. Tayyip. Inside the Christian, we have three, four, five big divisions, and everyone has his own society. Leaders, interest, area, land, everything, and wars between them. And I can mention the names. Between the Muslims, okay, Sunni and Shia. Between the Shia two, between the Sunnis two. Drosen, Maybe the majority is one, but there is another sect. Mm. That means they was able to build 10 societies inside Lebanon. Now, just for the purpose of clarification, yes. did these divisions exist before France arrived? Are they a natural part of the landscape? Look, the people, uh, the people as people, was part of the region, but they was uh, assimilated in the state mm. as, as a resident. Not identity. Within the Osmanis there was Drosen spread somewhere, was Christian. The Christian are there from, from day one when we school. We, they, they're not, I mean, Druze, Christians, Alois, all of those factions in that part of the world, they're not new arrivals. No, they're not immigrants. No, no, they are, no, They've no, always no, been no, there. It was always there. 
And here the joker, well, subhanAllah, was giving a message to the Christian. Remember, in the Islamic state, hundreds of years, you was living with your neighbors, normal, very normal. Uh, and you saw have maybe 10, 15 percent, 20 percent of their citizen in that area. Look to your numbers now. After the West took over, what's your percentage? Maybe a few percent. But where they are, the rest, they migrate to, 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 to Europe as a result of the Western interfering. And then they are not your friends. So they started under the pretext that they're going to protect minority rights. And you're saying the experience of French intervention in that part of the world is the exact opposite. 100%. 100%. Because they don't care. They, they claim we want to protect you, but they don't care about you. I remember in Palestine itself, the Christian was like more than 10, 15%. After the Jewish entity and, and, and the Western interfering, they are less than 2%. Okay, like many Palestinians left, uh, يعني, uh, they have to, uh, they push out many Christian. Yeah, they don't have to uh, give the Christian special special deal at all. Then, uh, what did they brought to the Lebanon? Civil wars, 1970, uh, before that. Civil wars, wars between uh, people, uh, poverty. Uh, that's what, uh, all, and this corrupted political class, they all has been, become uh, political uh, leaders through the Western uh, support. And then this political class where everyone in Lebanon now, everyone say we want to get rid of them, all of them, they are product of the Western interfering. And Hatta now, Macron, he speak with the same political class, and you want them to do that to fix the problem. They are the one who created the problem, he asked them. And then that's all what France has brought to Lebanon. Nothing beautiful, nothing good. The way the Lebanese constitution is written, um, the argument was always, we'll give everyone representation. So they made the president uh, in law, in the constitution, must be Christian. Uh, the the prime, prime minister, minister Sunni, must be Sunni. The, Shia, the, the speaker of the Shia. house should be such and such. Was that not a good idea? Has that, um, has that made the people come together more? Or has it actually entrenched the opposite, divisions? Opposite, opposite. Everyone has part of the state. And everyone wants to take so much he can from the state. That's why the state has no supporter. No support for state. Everyone is worried about his group, his position. Uh, group first. Uh, let me say his own interest first. And then his own group. In this case, what do you create? You create wars. You create people who are against each other. And on the cost of the country. That's why if you speak about how much they s stole from the country. It, it, is, it is something يعني, you cannot imagine. There's no country anyone who was worried about it. There's no societies where anyone uh, sorry uh, worry about it. And then here you build states inside the states, group inside everyone against the other. Everyone is ready. His hand is on the weapon. Anytime you can push him against his neighbor, his brother. That's why no, it was absolutely uh, a poison. Well, I think that's the experience of. Uh, I think that's a certain experience we can all appreciate here in this country that the majority of Lebanese, when they came to this country, it was a byproduct of the civil war. Yes. And we came in huge numbers because yes. everyone on yes. all sides, yes. Muslim, Christian, uh, Shia, Druz, uh, Dirzi, we were all trying to escape the war. Yes. Um, and, we might, and, and that's why uh, one of the running jokes is always that there are more Lebanese outside Lebanon than there are inside Lebanon. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, we are, our existence here is a reflection of the mm -hmm. failure of the Lebanese state, the True. failure of uh, colonial intervention in that part of the world. True.
true. That's the, but what's strange or good here, if you look to the, those elements who was fighting against each other in Lebanon, when they came here, zero clash. Why? Here in Israel, you speak our state. It's law. Everyone's subject to the law. Look, if you speak about law or no law, law is the one. Any law. Still, if it's bad law, but law is better than no law. And here, there's a law. Everyone go back to the law. Everyone sub to the law. That's why everyone has take his right through the law. There, no, there's no law. Everyone has to take it with his fist. Mm. And that's what, is to, what, what, what France has built in, in, in Lebanon, is everyone go, go to his weapon, how much he's strong. And it changed. Yeah, it was time. The Christian was the one who has the power. Then change dialogue between Saudi Arabia and Iran, Muslims, Shia, Sunni. And then they handle it 2016 to Iran, Iran and Hezbollah, they have the, the hand over Lebanon. And then always the superpower change their interest and they somehow ask someone to look after. That's what's strange about the, um, the Lebanese and the Syrian state. Um, at the time of its establishment, Britain was the primary superpower. Brit uh, France was France. close to it. Um, Britain got most of the Middle East, um, but what the, the French were given Lebanon and... Um, and Syria, Syria yes. uh, they were more represented Africa. in Africa. Yes. Um, and this conflict between these superpowers and the divisions between them um, plays out, as you described, even after the Civil War. Uh, historically, it was Britain and France. Yes. Uh, then America came on the scene post-World War II, and specifically in Lebanon's case, after the Lebanese uh, Civil War, America was able to put its hand over it. This is what's strange. Um, given that for, for a long time now, more than two decades, America has had its hands firmly over Lebanon. True. Um, and yet after the Beirut explosions, we've seen uh, the French, represented by Macron, to be the most active politically in the country. True. How do we explain this apparent Look, contradiction? Uh, a few points here. America has the influence in Lebanon. France has relations. America... Look, they love uh, to use contractors. You say contractors? Contractors. Subcontractors. Subcontractors. Okay. You, use the, you do the job for me, but I earn the fruit. Take the benefit. Take I take the, the benefit. But there is no really risk on the Americans' influence in Lebanon. Opposite. For, for, uh, uh, Macron was there, and the American politician was there behind him, always there. They don't let him alone. Yeah, they don't give him the leadership. Absolutely, no. You are there. We are there. But okay, do that. We are happy with you. But then, Macron was never able to collect all of them without the American permission. They ask everyone, do yes, accept, accept. For the American end of the day, like in Syria, Russia come, okay, you come. You do a little bit of the subcontractor. Iran come, subcontractor. But end of the day, when it come to the into political decision, you all will come to Geneva. And Geneva, this is the, 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 I am the one who controls the, 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 the end. Uh, the the, the, the political decision. solution will exactly. be America's side. Lebanon is the same. Okay, America is there, American side, they have the, 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 the loyalty. But France has, France has the, 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 the old history there. Okay, I don't care. Have part of the cake, but end of the day, I am here. That's why it's, no, it's not clash, me or you. It's not me or you. It's shared interest. Yes, yeah, sharing interest. Uh, well, in that case, when Macron did visit and when he set certain agendas, what exactly did he bring to the table? What's he, what's he proposing now? Look, he spoke about the people on the ground, the, the, the 
uh, NGOs, the people on the ground, what do they speak? They speak about reforms. We want big change. First day when he came, the first visit, he spoke like the people on the street. And everyone was, oh, he speak about radical change, the whole system. When he came next visit after one month, less than one month, three weeks, now no, he changed the whole tone. He speak about, okay, Lebanese will decide for, oh, Lebanese who? They will be the same people. And then he speak about reforms, corruption, stop corruption. Now, but there is now a new idea. It looks like they believe this old system is, com is coming to the end, this sectarian division among the sectarian. They speak now about civil state. Civil state, absolute liberal state. So, yani, you go to election, everyone can nominate himself. You can elect anyone. There is no numbers for Shia, for Sunni, for no, 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 there's no numbers. You can, now it looks like they are preparing for a new uh, style. You know, but it is now still speak about it. Mm. For sure, there's rejection, there's worries, you know. I, ironically, is that an admission that the sectarian model that France established has in fact been a failure? It, it, everything say yes. Now they think about a new style. They hope that will survive another one century. So let me, uh, let me get this straight. So French as the historical colonial presence in that part of the world um, established a system, a sectarian system, yes that has brought conflict, um, poverty, lack of development, corruption, um, which... Immigration, uh, civil wars. Mass exodus, immigration, civil wars, um, zero economic development, um, perpetual dependence on outside charity, um, which culminated in what we all saw as the Beirut explosion. Yes. And this explosion is a metaphor for the Lebanese state. Um, it's, a dis it's destructive. Yes. Um, and yet, after all of that, they want to propose an alternative you as if they are not the exactly. cause of and the one all who, of that? Exactly. And if you have, you have to be stupid or dumb to accept that, to believe them. And th th that's the message to the people on the ground. You have to be dumb to, to believe that France can fix the problem. You are the problem itself. Not part of it, you are the problem. The whole problem you are, it's a product of you. Now, are you able? For sure not. We have experience with you in ev everywhere in the corner in the world. Uh, then how can you fix this thing? As long as you are in the same square, from the same one, same enemy, it is a poison. That's why I think inside Lebanon, many people see the point. Uh, but again, uh, maybe the message here, people on the ground say, okay, in Lebanon, we have no much options. It's a small country, secretarian, problems, there's no solution. That's why our message to the Muslim, and hatta non-Muslim, we are sincere with everyone. Solution is not in Lebanon, it will be never in Lebanon itself. In Lebanon will be no solutions. It's as long as Lebanon is as it is now, cannot be solution, cannot be state anyhow. And then solution is within the region, the whole region, that the Ummah has to do a change. This change has to be for the Ummah, and Lebanon is part of it. And Lebanon has to join Blad Sham again, get rid of the Jewish entity occupation, get rid of the, what France has established in Lebanon, the sectarian system, and go back Blad Sham as part of Ummat al-Islam, Ummat al-Islam come one, within the Ummah project. That's the only solution you can imagine. And here you have to get rid of the two occupation, which is the physical one, the Jewish entity one in Palestine, we have to get rid of this occupation, 100%, and, 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 and we have to get rid of the 
not physical occupation, the French or the Americans inside Lebanon. The direct versus the indirect. The direct and indirect, direct and indirect. Now we test both, and we have no, we know what both uh, occupation are. And then the Ummah has no other choice than to get rid of the occupations, hundred percent direct or indirect, and to go back to the origin. Origin is before the occupation in First World War. That was the origin. That was our land. We run it. We own it. We our uh, political decision with our Sharia. That was the origin. Everything after that is not the origin. And then we have to get rid of the not origin and go back to the origin, which has happened uh, before uh, hundred years. Are the people ready for such change? Um, given this has been a hundred years now. Um, do they do they still feel connected? The Lebanese still feel connected to Asham, for instance. Um, is there a possibility of this? Look, hundred percent. What happened in Syria has showed us, and that's why they become crazy in Paris, in London, wherever. That the body, the, the body, of the, that the Ummah is still alive. The um, the Muslims in in Lebanon, ninety nine percent of them was supporting the people in Syria. And they was hoping if a solution comes to Syria, we are part of the solution. And that's what makes the, 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 the West angry with that. After 100 years, we was not able to destroy the hearts of the Muslims. No, no, 100%. For Alhamdulillah, there is a life in the Ummah. Okay, we are uh, tied, but the, the mind is not tied. You know what's right, what, 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 what wrong. Uh, and, and, and that's the main point. They are tied now. It's a matter of time. When you speak like this, other one, sometimes, uh, sometimes it's taken in the wrong way. Um, for instance, you say you want to get rid of the French occupation, you want to get rid of the occupation in Palestine, and the all occupation, whether direct or indirect. Um, some people would call that hate speech. Some people would call uh, that advocating terrorism, supporting terrorism. What would you say in response to that? Yeah, and some people uh, maybe uh, because uh, we have a good uh, share. Uh, Poem, uh, I don't know how to say that, but it, it said, if you have problem with your tongue, with your mouth, you have problem. If you have problem with your mouth, still if you have the best water and you drink it, you feel it better because you have the problem. The occupier will never accept us to call to free our land. They are the occupier themselves. What do you get from the Jewish entity or from, from Paris or London, New York, who occupied our land? You cannot await anything else than, oh, those people are radical, they are a hatred. Occupation itself is the maximum hatred. Occupation itself is the maximum crime. You know what occupation is? Occupation foreigner come to a country. They destroy you, they kill you, they kick you out, they, 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 they change everything, they force you to change everything, you become uh, refugees, you know? That is the worst thing can happen in the world. If that happened to anyone, natural reaction, you will fight back, you will struggle, you will you, you do your best to get rid of the occupation. And very natural that the occupier and the one who benefit from that, they will, uh, because they, they want to protect their, 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 their occupation, they will attack you and they will describe, ah, he's a tourist. And they forget themselves. They are the one who occupies other land. They are the one who kills. But the funny thing is, um, you're only using words. This is just a conversation that we're having. Yes. Um, and the focus is on 
words that have been spoken and not actions that are actually harming. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Yeah, and they they uh, they have, you know, they have ac- they they have hatred action. So they have they have the the accusation of a hate speech, but there is hate action. Yeah, hate action and bloody action. I take you example. It's good to say that. I will take myself as example for millions. Maybe there are millions case was يعني, more hard than me. But sm- small one, just small one, to let the people, the non-Muslim, the non-Arab, the politician who follow the, يعني, the news, let them understand what's the meaning to be under occupation. I was born in Palestine, 1957. Family who was living there thousands of years. It's our land. We live there. Every small, you know, like everyone else. So your land. You grow up there. 1957, I was born. Went to school. Until 1975. So 18 years. I was 18 years age. Year 12, the occupation has arrested my cousins. For sure, occupation. And we are against the occupation. They arrested my cousins. And I have to... Fly away. Fly away. Immigrate. That time I was 18 years. I went to Jordan. That time I have like the the idea. I am citizen. Identity documents. Identity documents. I have it like everyone else. Hello. Uh, you have permission to leave. Permit. I left Palestine to Jordan. Finished my year 12. And I went to study in Germany. They have created a law. The Jewish entity. They are the occupier. They do laws how they can they must they want they change laws they do laws create laws they want to get rid of us what did they make a law if you leave the country uh, don't remember three or four years you don't come back you lose your right forever to come back to your homeland imagine that say that to everyone in the world if you leave australia for three years go somewhere you have no right forever to come back to Australia. imagine that But in this land, you have your mother, your father, your land, your, it's your land. You are not allowed to come back forever if you leave the country for years. So you were forced to make a choice between your future and your history. And, and, and there's another joke here. Just to let the people to see what is occupation. Still, if you say, okay, after three, four years, I was in Germany. It's not easy always to go, to come, to travel, you know. And that time, you want to finish your study, your future. If you go back... 90% they will never allow you to go back and continue your study. Or they will put you in jail, in prison. What have you done? Where you were? So, so, so. And they will not allow you. They put your name on the border. You are not allowed to go back and to finish your study. They make pressure on you. So it's not really a choice, is it? It's not really a choice. And in that time, it's, it's, you know, to, uh, to make decisions not easy. From that time, I'm not allowed to go back to my homeland. I lose my father, my mother, my aunt, my uncle. My, I cannot visit the graves of my family. My kids become refugees. My grandchildren become refugees. I see my land. I try to visit Hat with Australian passport. They send you back. You are not allowed Hat for visit. Your father. I want just to explain how that is the true hatred. That's the true crimes. And they want you to keep silent, smiling. You cannot say, you shouldn't say anything. Shut your mouth. If you say something, you are radical. You are hate speech. Uh, uh, you know? But that, and what, and my story, if you compare that with people was killed, was in prison, was, it's nothing. But that is the occupation. If anyone in this situation, this situation, anyone in the world, what did you want to do? 
Will you say I thank you very much that you combine me, you make me refugees, you destroy me, you send me back from my home country, I cannot see my father, my mother. Will you say to them thank you very much? MashaAllah, great. You know? That's the crime. They make the crime. You have no right to say ah, to say it hates me. You have you are not allowed to say it hates me. Imagine that's another crime. Another crime. I kill you, I shoot you, and that remember me with the story. <clears throat> one day, one of the French occupation in, 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 in Algeria, he shot one of he slaughtered one of the Algerian. He put his foot on his neck and he slaughtered him. The blood of this Algerian has made his beautiful clothing, you know, dirty with the blood. And then he uh, yeah, he slapped him, said, You ugly man, you make my, my suit dirty my clothes in other words. You, you dirty my clothes. No problem that he slaughtered the man. He he killed the man with a knife is no problem. But just his clothing are dirty. That is the problem. And that's the occupation. The blood being <coughs> That's why those voices here, we know they are, they, they want to silence you. They want to correct, to, to, to protect the, the, the occupation. We know those voices, some hatta here in Australia, they were supporting uh, the, the, the Jewish until they was destroying Gaza, the kids of Gaza. They killed them. They were supporting. And they come to us to educate us what is hate speech and what is not hate speech. They want to silence you. But they cannot do that. They cannot do that. If they think we can use the, the law, we have no problem with justice law. If there is a law, justice law, wallah, I have no problem with it. We are all under the, you know, subject. If, but to use that to threaten you, not to say whatever you want to say, you know, so, so, use, so, the, so. use the law as, uh, as a cover for great and crime. And as if they are the one who prove the law, you are against the law. It's our law. We do, we change, you know. They, they play the role. They, they, they make as if they are the one who create the law, change the law, do the law, and just you are subject to their law. Here is a country, everyone is subject to the same, same law. You cannot use that, and that will not be allowed. Yes, it's not allowed, and you will not achieve anything. We will keep saying our opinion, our uh, ideas. We will fight against the, the injustice. We'll fight struggling against the occupation, and the occupation is our land, our people. It's our blood, our families. You know, we are not people who are playing with it. We are not playing games here. Yeah? I don't hear, I can't be with my father somewhere fishing. But it is not. It is something which affects me every minute, every hour, every day. Me, my... That, okay, I speak personal now. But you can extend that to the ummah. Everyone has... Everyone story. has that one. And they want to silence everyone. You will not be able to do that. Yes. I think on that note, we'll end the conversation today. Um, some very important discussion points some very important lessons um, direct occupation indirect occupation um, the experiences are the same it's a travesty it's a great crime it's a bitter, a bitter fruit um, and it's cr so much more criminal to try to criminalize opposition to that crime so there is a great injustice and you try to make it a crime to speak against that injustice and that's the true I remember uh, just just to, to finish that one one day I tried to visit my, uh, you know, Australian pass. I thought, okay, through Australian passport, you can go visit your family. On the border, Jordan, Palestine, mm -hmm. was a young boy, a Jewish officer, young boy. From where is he? From Poland. From Poland. His father is from Poland. Not living in Palestine thousand years. 
His father came as an immigrant. Immigrant. And he said to me, sorry, not not sorry, go back. You learned thousands of you are there. And someone just who came yesterday and he claimed the land is his. Imagine if anyone else in that position, someone immigrated here. Okay, I immigrated to Salah 20 years, imagine. And there's an aborig uh, aboriginal one for some reason on the border in Sydney airport. I said to him, you are not allowed to come to Australia. Go back somewhere. Imagine that can happen. Just imagine that one minute. An aboriginal come back from somewhere to Australia, his own city or village or whatever, tribe. And me as immigrant here 20 years, I said to him, oh, sorry, with my action, with my accent, with my language, sorry, you are not allowed to enter this country, this country's mines. And I send this Aboriginal back. Can you imagine that one? If that happened, what will happen here? And that's, uh, that's a good way to end this discussion because the, the realities of, of colonialism extend uh, beyond the Muslim world. Everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere around that's the world. General, yes. um, and it's a disaster for everyone. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see the day where we really put an end to colonialism and to occupation Inshallah. in all its forms, in all its Inshallah. places, through our hands. Barakul Thank you very uh, much. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you very much for, for listening and tuning in today. Until next time, we say from here, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.